Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on the basis of Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, on December 4th, 2022. Uh, just a, a simple note on this uh, particular podcast, uh, there was a, a stretch uh, about halfway through the sermon uh, for about a minute where our audio uh, got a little mixed up. So our apologies on that, but I, I pray that you'll, you'll be built up by the rest of this sermon. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, in your worship folder, uh, Exodus 2 is listed as our, our, our sermon reading today. That is our sermon reading, but there's a few extra verses on there. It's actually verses 1 to 10. So those extra verses will be uh, included on the screen, uh, just so when we get to verse 6, you don't think he's making something up here. So, um, so we'll, we'll read that, and then we'll jump into the sermon here. From Exodus chapter 2, it says, Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. This is God's word. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when a a child is born... How many parents do you think uh, look at that child and say, someday this child is going to grow up and do something great? Maybe they'll invent something. Maybe they'll lead in some large-scale way. Uh, Maybe they'll make some major impact in this world. Uh, Think about uh, somebody like Abraham Lincoln's parents. Uh, As they were rocking little Abe to bed at night, Uh, Were they thinking, someday, this son of ours is going to to make history. In fact, he will change the history of America from here on forward. Well, if if Abe Lincoln's parents thought that, it it was certainly just a a wish. It was kind of a a what-if sort of scenario. They they probably couldn't have imagined what their son would would go on to do and how his life would would turn out. Do you think Moses' mom thought that? My son is going to grow up to do these great things. No, she just just loved her little baby boy, and she was scared for him. She was scared for him, and she had good reason to be scared for him. Uh, What was not said in this text, but it was a chapter earlier, is that the leader of the Egyptians at that time, his name was, was Pharaoh, 
he had made an, an edict saying that any boy born to the Hebrews was to be killed, thrown into the, the Nile. You see, Pharaoh was getting a little concerned. The, the Israelites were growing greatly in, in their population, uh, so much so that, that they posed a threat to the Egyptians. He, he was hoping that there wouldn't be some sort of uh, uprising that would come from the Israelite people, so Pharaoh was trying to control that, that Israelite population uh, by doing this awful thing and killing baby boys. So Moses' mom was, was scared. She wanted her baby to, to keep living and to, to see his older years. And so she hid him. She hid him for a while, but if, if you've had kids, you, you know it's, it's, after a while it's not, not easy to hide them. <laughs> they move around, they make a lot of noise. That wasn't going to be a good long-term plan for her. And so she came up with another plan. It, it, was, it was a long shot at best, but it was the best that she had. She took a, a papyrus basket. She, she coated the inside with tar and pitch so that it would float. And she put her baby in that basket and, and put him in the Nile and floated him down the river, hoping that someone would find him and take pity, have pity on him and spare his life. Everything went a, a perfectly according to, to plan. You can see God's hand in all of this, right? That, that it couldn't have worked out more perfectly. Moses was put in the basket. He was floated right down in the full sight of Pharaoh's daughter's servants. And Pharaoh's daughter's servant found Moses in the basket, and indeed, she had pity on him. Now, in, in kind of a strike of, of not coincidence, but God's working here. It was Moses' sister that suggested that, that she go find a Hebrew woman to finish nursing this, this child. And that Hebrew woman who finished nursing the child was Moses' own mother. She got to spend more time with her child, and she knew that her child would be safe, spared from, from being killed. Uh, and she would get to raise him for a little bit longer, and then he would go spend uh, the rest of his childhood and, and upbringing in Pharaoh's palace. It's really a, a miraculous story. A miraculous story for a miraculous leader. Some would say that, that Moses was one of the greatest leaders of, of all time. And, and they have good reason to say that. The Israelites were in, were in slavery for 400 years before Moses started leading the, the people and led them out of that slavery. This guy Moses stood toe-to-toe with Pharaoh, who was one of the world powers of that, that time. And Moses, on multiple occasions, stood before him, made requests of him that were bold, challenged him in, in certain ways. Moses was the one who led this group of Israelites out of Egypt to the banks of the Red Sea, where God used Moses to split the Red Sea in two and lead the people across on dry ground. Moses was a great leader. Oh, and, and did we mention that the Israelites were numbering over a million people at this time? The kind of leadership skills that it takes to, to lead a million people, especially at that time, is, was not found in many people, but it was found in, in Moses. He was a great, great leader. Kind of makes you wish that Moses was on the, the ballot for us, huh? like Moses to be one of your, your leaders. But then again, we have great leaders today, too. 
We have people with dynamic personalities that, that can capture the hearts and minds of people. We have people that, that can cast a compelling vision for a group of people. We have people that have a passion to, to lead, a passion to get things done, a, a passion to accomplish great things. We have great leaders today, too. And have you ever been drawn in by a leader before? It's pretty easy to. They're good. They're good at what they do. They're a leader for a reason. Because they can capture your imaginations. They can paint a picture of, of here's what the future could look like if I was your leader. And we like that picture sometimes, right? Because it means a, a better world, a better life, a better reality for, for me, right? Maybe a certain leader's name comes to mind as you think of that. Maybe you have that, that leader. It doesn't have to be a, a political leader. It could be any kind of leader. Uh, but maybe a certain name doesn't quite come to your mind. But, but the desire for a great leader is still there. We want a great leader. We, we think if we could just get the right person in the right spot... Well, then things will, at the very least, be, be better, right? Some of those dark things of the world might be fixed, and who wouldn't want that, right? Uh, hope for humanity, hope for the world that our kids and grandkids will live in. If it sounds like I'm trying to discourage you from following leaders, I, I certainly am not. Good leaders are a blessing from God. God tells us to pray for our leaders, whether we consider them good or bad, and it certainly is reasonable for us to pray that God would raise up good leaders for us here. But there is a caution here. As capable as a leader may be, as much ability as they have, as dynamic of a personality as they may be, as much as they might promise to get done and might actually get done, what a leader can do here on earth is limited to here on earth. Any leader here on earth is a human and a sinful human at that. Let's not forget about the rest of Moses' life, right? He was a wonderful leader, perhaps the greatest of all time. But Moses was also a guy who spent 40 years in hiding in Midian because he had murdered an Egyptian. Moses was also the guy when God showed up to him in the, in the um, burning bush that made all kinds of excuses to try to get out of doing the very thing that made him great. Oh, and then there was the time after Moses uh, agreed to take this call and to go back and lead the people out where uh, Moses didn't follow God's commands. And God threatened to strike him and his family down because he hadn't circumcised his son according to God's law. And then fast forward a little bit, there was that, that uh, sin that Moses committed in the, the wilderness that prevented him from being the one who would lead the people into the promised land. What we find out about Moses is that he was a, a great leader, but a deeply flawed individual. He was a sinner. It was just maybe a, a couple of years ago that this was happening quite often. Maybe, maybe it's still happening in, in some respect, but uh, all, these, all these statues were being pulled down all over the place, right? You remember some of those? The, the, these statues were up because this person had done something notable, right? Something significant. Uh, now, I, I know that's, that was a hot-button issue. Maybe, maybe it still is. Um, and regardless of what your opinion is, one way or the other, I think there is something we can take from that, right? I, I think a lot of these leaders were, in some ways, like Moses. 
they, they were good leaders in some ways. They accomplished something significant. They made some sort of impact, but they were deeply flawed humans. They were sinful, and that sin was reflected in certain other areas of their life that caused that sort of, of outrage. These were not the leaders that people yearned for. These were not the leaders that, that people needed. The leaders that everyone needed would be greater than anybody who's ever had a statue made of, of them. This leader would be greater than, than Moses. Um, he, he wouldn't be great because he could cast a compelling vision. He wouldn't be great because of his dazzling personality, because he was a military genius, or because he, he was a political mastermind. No, this leader would be born in, in a, a nowhere town in a stable to an impoverished teenager. This leader would be raised by a, a, a stepdad who was a carpenter and raised in a, a one-stoplight town like Nazareth. This leader uh, would be humble, but this leader would be the greatest leader of all time. This leader would make the greatest impact of all time, and he would be born for real greatness. Do you think Mary knew that? As she's holding her little baby, did she knew, know that her son was born for greatness? Did she know that he would make the, the greatest impact of all time? Listen to, to Gabriel, the angel Gabriel's words to Mary. He says this. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. She knew. <laughs> she knew her son would be great. She knew that, that Jesus would make the greatest impact of all time, but it would be different than any of the conquering leaders of history. He wouldn't be amassing a great land, or conquering great lands like Alexander the Great. He wouldn't be building great buildings like Herod the Great. He wouldn't be starting a new country like George Washington, but he would do something far greater than any of those men. He would come to, to take on the very nature of a servant and be made in human likeness. Rather than amassing riches, he would preach the gospel. Rather than conquering uh, lands, he would conquer the devil. Rather than fighting wars, he would fight temptation. Rather than inflicting his punishment on his opposition, he himself would take that punishment. And he would be the greatest leader this world has ever had. A leader who delivers us from sin, a leader that leads us home to heaven. That's real greatness, not just earthly greatness, not just greatness that is limited to this life, but greatness that spans eternity. All of that greatness was born on Christmas. All of that greatness was given for you on the cross. Jesus was a leader like none other. Let's follow him. Amen. Hi there, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Hey, in this 21st century, one of the ways that you can share your faith is pretty easy. 
by sharing this podcast, by sharing this sermon, you, you can share Jesus' love with somebody that might need to hear it today. If you like what you, you heard today, maybe consider doing something just like that. And we'll, we'll see you here back next week for another sermon. God bless.